Hey guys, coming live to you from New York. I have a Cosmopolitan in hand, and we have a ton of gossip to get to today. Um, uh, Obviously, my cold is still here, but it's not as bad, so hopefully I won't be hacking in your ears like I was last time. Um, So let's get right to the gossip. Alright, there is a feud going on on The View. I don't know if any of you still watch it. I do when I have a chance. Um, but Joy Behar and Megan McCain, last Friday, they went after each other like dogs in heat. It was just one of those moments where you have to take a step back and just wonder what the hell is really going on right now. Um, let me take a sip of my Cosmo and I will finish telling you the story. Can't be drunk gossip without alcohol, right? Alright, so. They were doing a Hot Topic segment on uh, General John Kelly being shocked about the Rob Porter abuse allegations. Now, this should have been a fairly um, docile topic no one thinks that hitting your partner is okay but for some reason megan took joy mocking general kelly as a sign of disrespect to abuse victims which kind of a jump on her part megan needs to calm down a little bit if you want me to be honest um she said we shouldn't be making making light of the situation, and she's absolutely right. Domestic violence is not something that you want to make light of. You don't want to make make it seem like it's okay or funny. It's not. However, Joy was specifically talking about General Kelly's reaction when he had already been told because it was holding up Porter's FBI security clearance. So... Joy was mocking a man who knew and went ahead and hired this other man because it doesn't really matter in in that administration what you do as long as you're a white man, a white straight man. Um, So, Megan let it be known that she was offended by this. All right, cool, you know, whatevs. Joy, though, was not having it, and Joy must have had a lot of pent-up anger with with Megan because she was like, Republicans offend me. Ooh, damn. Now this is a hot topic that we could really sink our teeth into. So, Megan asked for clarification, all Republicans offend you. And Joy said, yes. 71% of Republicans support a racist, a misogynist, a homophobe, someone who grabs women by the pussies, and doesn't seem to care or think that the law applies to him. So Joy said, yeah, you know, this offends me to my very core. And Megan, like the pouty little girl that she's become, said that she can't have a, an educated discussion on that show. And it's all because people don't agree with her. Her opinions are stupid. They're not... I shouldn't say they're stupid. Forgive me. They're not stupid, but they're so out of touch. And, frankly, they don't even seem like they're her opinions. Um, 
But so, this fight lasted all weekend. Um, and today it came out that, um, as a result of Nathan McCain's hiring, The View has seen rating highs that the, um, for the highest ratings that they've had in three years. This alcohol is already eating to my brain, guys, so this is going to be a really whacked out show. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and part of the interview where this came out, Megan actually says uh, about Joy that Joy can just shrug it off, and by the commercial break, she doesn't care, like, it doesn't affect her. And Megan really wants to learn how to do that. But here's the thing, Megan. You don't insult your co-host, okay? Let's make that very clear. If you want to brush it off, if you want to stay friendly with your co-host, don't insult them. And we are Hey, so we're talking about Dane Cook now. And his girlfriend, who is 19, Dane himself is 50. <sighs> um, You know, really... I don't think that there's much of an issue here. If they're both happy, live and let live. Um, yes, it's a little gross to me that she's dating someone who could be her grandfather, but I mean, if she's happy seeing someone that's old enough to be her grandparent naked, more power to her. Uh, and Dane, I mean, get it while you can, dude. Like, I, I don't know what the appeal of a barely legal is. Um, trust me, I've, I, I've had a couple of guys who were 18, 19 years old try to talk to me, and let's just say, even though this is probably best for another podcast, I'm just gonna say, it's, it's better, um, for those of us who are capable of holding a conversation to try to stick with someone more in line with our own age, um, there's something very, um, very, not, o- I don't want to say not okay, but very, um, creepy about, this guy's most so good, guys, um, there's something just very awkward, I think that's the better word to use, about dating a person who is less than half your age. Now, let's really break that down. He is 50. And for a 50-year-old, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's He could be in better shape. So could I. But, you know, fried chicken. Ain't nothing gonna stop me from my fried chicken. Um, I think that... The way they talk about each other is disgusting, but I think that about every couple who goes on Insta or Facebook or Twitter or whatever the kids are using nowadays and gushes about their partner, it's disgusting. No one wants to see that. Or maybe I'm a bitter old alcoholic. It both could be true. Let's be real here. Um, You know, they fawn all over each other. Um, she's constantly going on about my man, my man. Girl, get a personality of your own. I promise you that later on in life, you will be happy you got a personality of your own. And Dane's, um, 
did a, an Instagram post talking about how lucky he is. And he's right. He's very, very lucky. Um, not only that he has such a young, beautiful girlfriend, but that he's been able to stick around and have a longer career than um, what a lot of comedians his age have had. Um, not everyone has been as lucky as he has. Um, you know, maybe he's not doing the movies or getting TV shows or specials, but he's still touring. He's still selling out crowds. Um, here in New York, um, I've heard quite a few people talk about him in a positive way. Which, if you know anything about the New York scene, getting people to talk about you positively is not as easy as one might think. Think Kelly Ripa. That poor woman. Um, apparently, people do not like her. Um, it could be because she needs to eat a cheeseburger. It could be because she's wealthier than any of us can ever imagine being. In any case, Dane really needs to take the positivity and and just really embrace it and and enjoy it. Enjoy the career that you have. Enjoy the life you have because we don't know when it's going to be taken away. We don't know what's going to happen next. And frankly, I'm really hoping that he is, he truly is happy and that the rumors of him having to give her an allowance to stay with him are not true. There's no evidence that this that it is, but let's just say there's been a couple blind items about it. Now it is time for the story I've been dying to cover. Oh my gosh. This is a whole reason why I'm having a Cosmo while doing this podcast tonight because oh Sex in the City Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall feud. Oh, it's setting my heart on fire. I have always loved celebrity gossip. And there's nothing I love more than a good feud. And Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, if they give us nothing else, they are giving us the feud of the year. Um, Maybe even the decade, because... This is actually going into the second year that um, this feud has been really big. Alright, just so you know, um, when the vlog launches, there will be a little bit about the feud. And I'm also, I'm also going to be doing a companion book about this um, this particular story because it is just, oh, my gossip-loving heart it just can't handle it. Alright, so... Let's just do a little catch-up here. Last year, um, it, it was announced by Sarah Jessica Parker that Sex in the City 3, the movie, wasn't happening. And she said the whole reason why is because Kim Cattrall was asking for too much from Warner Brothers. Um, she wanted a, a really big salary hike, she wanted them to produce some of her movies, and Warner Brothers was just like, nope, not worth it to us. So Kim Cattrall shot back and was like, bish, no, that's not what happened. All right, 
um, according to Kim Cattrall, she had never wanted to do Sex in the City 3. Um, she had sat down with them, but had not actually actively negotiated. So, there's a little, she said, she said there. Kristen Davis got involved and was like, Kim was just so mean. And Sarah Jessica Parker shot back with more more of the same, like, you know, she's being a diva, she's doing this, she's stopping us from filming and giving the fans what they want. Now, little side note, I, I know Sex and the City fans, I'm one myself. I don't know that anyone was really clamoring for Sex and the City 3. I mean, certainly... Me and my gay friends and my girlfriends would have shown up opening weekend as we did with the first and second movies because that's gay law. There's just no getting around that. Um, So Kim went on the defensive again and said, hey, look, I never wanted to do this. I told you all along. You know, it's time for me to hang up my Samantha underwear. Well, lack of underwear because Samantha doesn't wear underwear. Um, I'm done. Recast the role. Get someone else to do it. Whatever. I don't care. So, that should have been the end of it. But no. Um, So, stories started coming out about how Kim Cattrall was very upset about how she was treated during the filming of the movies and how... Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker allegedly shoehorned really embarrassing things like um, gray pubes and birthdays and menopause into the script just to embarrass Kim Cattrall. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker went on with Andy Cohen, who, by the way, I do not like, despite me supposed. Despite me breaking gay law by that, I'm, I know I'm supposed to like him. I don't like Anderson Cooper either. Anyways. Um, and she was like, listen, we're, in, we're talking to Sharon Stone now. Sharon Stone may step into Samantha's um, sexual conquests. And I think that could actually be a really cool idea But there's more to this. Hold on. Okay, so... uh, Sharon Stone would actually be a really good fit. I I don't know if she should play Samantha Jones because I think that character is so iconic um, and so closely um, related to Kim Cattrall that I think that could be a very, very big mistake. However, I I can see her playing a, a... an older sex pot, not named Samantha Jones. Maybe a Samantha Jones, Blanche Devereaux type of character. Um, will it happen? I don't know. So, um, getting back to the feud between Sarah Jessica Parker and, and Kim Patrol, um, after that was announced, Kim Patrol kind of went rogue a little bit and her brother went missing and so that was her focus as it should have been um 
And unfortunately, her brother was found dead. Um, There's just no softer way to put that. I tried. Um, And so this is a, a very big tragedy. And it's hard enough when to go through it when you're not a celebrity. But to have to go through it and talk to the media, talk to everyone like that, like... It's really tough, and, you know, I don't wish that on anybody. Um, so, Sarah Jessica Parker allegedly tried privately to send her condolences to no avail. And so she publicly said, you know, hey, Kim, like, whatever, my heart and my, my love and my thoughts are with you. You know, if you need anything, let us know. Blah, blah, blah. It's really, really sweet on Sarah Jessica Parker's part. Because trust me, if I'm engaging in a public feud with somebody, even though it might make me look better, I'm not sending public condolences. I am going to... I may tone down my attacks, but I I ain't going that route. So, Kim Cattrall takes this as a way to slam Sarah Jessica Parker and says, you know, I've told you we're not friends, you're not my family, I want nothing to do with you, please leave me alone. You know, you're not going to use my tragedy to clean up your image and make people think that you're the nice girl again. Compare that to what... She had said to Cynthia Nixon, who also reached out and offered her condolences, which was, thank you hearing your voice just made my day, it made my heart leap. And we kind of get a sense that this feud between these two has been going on for a long time. Um, As I've been doing research for the companion book, um, it really, really seems as if there is something um there's something more um there's one theory out there that suggests that Kim Cattrall was not happy that Sergeant Parker had the main role in Sex and the City the series and that she felt she was the bigger star um there's also a theory that Sarah Jessica Parker was not pleased about the popularity of Samantha Jones and Kim Cattrall on the in the franchise. They um, the thought is that um, they both thought they were bigger and more popular than the other, but. Sarah Jessica Parker had the producing credit and actual stake in the franchise, whereas Kim controlled in it, and that could have led to a very, very tense working relationship. Whatever the case is, I hope that this does not end because it is such good drama and such good gossip, and I just love it. Uh, and it's just wonderful. 
And now for our blind item from our good friends over at blindgossip.com. If you want any information on the blind items or if you want to read them and see the guesses that other people have, please head on over to blindgossip.com. This one is called Kittens at War. We told you within the past couple of months that these two young female celebrities had a falling out. We even explained why it happened. They needed to get back to quote-unquote normal as fast as possible, but they didn't. These kittens are still at war. The Earth source says, they are both getting used to what they want. Girl A wants girl B to just calm down and go back to the way it was. Girl B doesn't like that girl A is trying to control her and thinks she is being selfish. They are both hurt and they are both acting out. Maybe we're missing something, but we only see girl B acting out. Her cozying up to girl A's enemy is a very catty behavior and not a good sign that they're going to resolve this situation anytime soon. So, anyone who knows anything about gossip knows that girl A is clearly Taylor Swift, who is known to be very controlling, and um, a certain ex who does not exist in my life um, happened to love her and loved her because of that. Of course, he didn't like it when I turned it around on him and let him know that he does he no longer exists in my world and that no one I know will speak to him, but, you know, whatevs. Um, girl B is Carly Kloss, who is long rumored on the gossip blogs and definitely in the blind items to be Taylor's a longtime girlfriend. And the girl she's cozying up to is Taylor's mortal enemy, even though they sort of said that they made up, Katy Perry. All of this is very, very, very interesting. Um, Carly Kloss has kind of gone out of her way to let Taylor know in recent weeks that she's not putting up with the bullshit anymore. Um, It started with a picture on Instagram where she said, um, it was her in a basketball uniform with the caption, Swiss, swish, swish. Which, if you don't know, first of all, that this Cosmo is really starting to affect me. Um, you can tell that I'm starting to slur my words. Um, but Swish, Swish, Swish was the name of Katy Perry's revenge song against Taylor Swift. Um, if I had a clip, I would play it for you. Unfortunately, I'm not going through the through all this just to get the rights to play a small little clip. You can look it up on YouTube, on Apple Music, or wherever. But there's a very, very, very um, thinly veiled references to who she's talking about. Um, And Nicki Minaj has a spot on there. And it's just a campy, wonderful song that everyone should listen to at some point because yes um as far as carly and taylor getting back to a place where they're fine we may never know what the true 
um, relationship that they have or had was. But if I were Taylor, I wouldn't be upsetting too many of my friends because as we're learning now, NDAs will not stop people from talking. Um, And thank goodness for that because Harvey Weinstein could still be out there um, threatening women. And that's in no way to indicate that Taylor Swift is doing the same thing. But it, it is to say... Non-disclosure agreements do not keep people's mouths shut. And if she's upset the right, the wrong person, or the right person, as I was about to say, a lot of gossip is going to come out about her. And that, my friends, is something to drink to. Have a good night, and I will talk to you soon.